0: Yo, 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 we back talking basketball. Welcome to Lane Violation, another episode with my good people, my co-hosts, Greg Mello, Lou Ricard, and welcome, about fam- welcome back a familiar guest, my boy Seth. Seth, tell the people what's up.
1: What's going on? Thanks for having me back.
0: And you know- Didn't choose that. We're, <laughs> excited to be here. <laughs> we And you know why uh, Seth is here. Whenever we're going to talk 76 Seth going to come, come in. Come on so now. We, we're going to get to it. But to start the show off- um, we want to remind you that, yes, we are primarily a basketball pod. Yes, on Tuesdays, we get wild and we talk crazy about a bunch of different things. So don't question us on social media. Chris, as we see do you. Do we still talk about basketball? Chris? Yes. This is this is a hot, this is an intellectual show. Yes, it is. It can be. But on Tuesdays, we're going to wild out. Because who just wants to be dry like saltine crackers? <laughs> no. When you could be rich with cheese and ham. Ooh, That's all I'm saying, baby. That's all I'm saying. So let's get it cracking, Greg. What, what what kind of headlines within the day? Let's let's start with your boy Kyle Korver going back to Utah.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, so so news came out uh, yesterday. Kyle Korver traded finally it looked like he was on the block for pretty much the whole season so far. You know, big uh, buyout candidate. He gets traded to Utah for two second round picks, future second rounders. I believe it's 2020 and 2021, and uh, also Alec Burks uh, from Utah getting sent that way um so kind of a under under the radar uh, move at the same time you know kyle korver is is you know still a great shooter uh, career probably one of the best uh that shot the ball from distance um and now utah finally gets a little bit more help uh they've been struggling offensively lately you know donovan mitchell has a lot on his plate Um, Ricky Rubio after a a good year last year has just taken a nosedive and just cannot help him space the floor at all. Joe Ingles obviously is is great when when he has his good nights but Kyle Korver is a good pickup for them I think. What do you guys think?
3: Consistent shooter. I mean that's when you get Kyle Korver you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a solid, great three point shooter and a solid defender. I mean he's not as fast and as quick as he used to be but he still wants it and he still wants to win so as long as you have a veteran guy who can maybe help other like help space the floor with his quality of shooting and be a spot up corner shooter and whatnot. Utah is making a good move here. I think that Cleveland is making a statement that they're rebuilding because Jarrell Smith is also parting with, just parted ways with them. So they kinda of going on a rebuilding uh mode right now with all their young bucks and and adding Alec Burks. Don't know what that's gonna do yet. I mean, kind of excited to see what's gonna happen, you know, but yeah. um it's clear that it was it was Scott Cover probably was like all right, I think we're ready to move on from this era of LeBron James and the ship, and I think now it's time to rebuild and go back to those, uh, those years where LeBron was at Miami. So um, interesting to see, but I really like the move by Utah, though.
0: I think it was like you hit the nail on the head right there. Um, it's just saying. I mean, cause you bring these guys in for LeBron because you know you're gonna make playoff runs, and you want like nice, wily veterans who've been there before, and you know Corv is a specialist. He's going. He's gonna shoot from the perimeter. Um, which LeBron always needs like shooters around, but now that LeBron's gone, you want to reset the team, so you're gonna start seeing the Corvus get peeled away. You're gonna start seeing, I mean, Jr. Jr. is not with the team, um, so <clears throat> be interesting to see if they can start getting some of the older guys out. Um, to me, be be interesting if you know George Hill's the next guy that they might look yep. to move, um, because you know Sexton is, is kind of not emerging, but he's starting to play better, trying to starting to score the ball a little bit better. Um, and, you know, they, if he a, is a veteran, a solid veteran that other teams, that contending teams might might look to, to pick up. So Yeah, look for um, him in the
3: playoff yeah, picture when yeah. teams are, are going to start, you know, knowing where they end up and where they fall in the west or in the east in terms of, of playoff spot. I think that he can make a case for, for being a great addition to them yeah. um, coming off the bench. But
0: I think, sure. um, don't th- I mean, of course, it's going to hurt the Cavs shooting a little bit. Um, they were shooting about, they were shooting 38% from three this year in the league, which is, which is eighth. So, I mean, they, they were shooting the ball well from distance. I heard, I heard something, or I saw something that I was saying that the players were kind of upset at just growing up that they, they dealt, dealt cover because they understand it's going to be a dent in, in, in the shooting percentage from, from beyond range. So.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't want to leave him out completely of this conversation, but Alec Burks here, the movement here is due to the fact he's an expiring deal, uh, so, which is going to be something
1: uh sought out. Sorry, Seth, go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like it's somewhat of a throw-in.
2: It, yeah, it's a throw-in. Let's be real, it's a
1: throw-in. But, you know, uh, expiring, It is an expiring deal, though.
2: Expiring deals are still useful assets uh, to be used. No, yeah. You know, Cleveland,
1: Cleveland's going to be a hot destination this summer for free agents. Oh,
2: absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Sexton bringing everybody mm-hmm. in.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, guys, uh, moving on to the next... Well, Louie sort of touched on it. J.R. Smith, uh, small news that, that he and the team are parting ways. Uh, he hadn't really been... Uh, with the team anyway much, recently. Yeah. He, he's wanted yeah. to be out, uh, so now he's officially kind of hanging back, sort of got the Carmelo Anthony treatment going on right now.
3: Um, interested to see where he's going to end up. Interested to see what's what's going to happen. Do you
2: guys happen? think that there is a team interested for him? No
1: I way. think there I will come like, a time, yeah. I don't think a contender will be interested in him. I don't know if it's because when I think of J.R. Smith, <laughs> I think of last year in the finals, or I think of him just... Pulling up from the parking lot. I mean, he does bring talent and he does bring value to a team off the bench. But do the positives outweigh some of the negatives he could bring?
3: He's the most like polar opposite of Cal Corver. Yeah. In terms of player, I think I've ever. Like, if you bring Cal Corver, you're like expecting consistency, you know, great work (laughs) ethic. And JR is like,
1: he might airball three in a row and then make seven. Like, when JR's hot, there are a few better than him. Yeah. So, like, It's like a catch-22. Do you want the air balls? or Do you take the air balls if he goes a 5-for-5 f- five five from 3 one night? Like I
3: would love to see him, Len Stevenson, and LeBron James on the same team. I'm just saying nah, LeBron, it. Not going to happen. Definitely not going to happen. LeBron already left him it.
0: once. I could see the like some stupid like the Kings.
3: Yeah, that's him going I think. Back he's going to go to, like, next, like, to, like, back go to a
1: random team like yeah. no one sees coming.
3: Yeah, We'll see. I mean, we'll see, yeah.
1: You know, the
2: Kings would be a team that would pick them up. And yeah. they're still... They're, they're not... You know, last Get him checks. and Schumper back. Don't him. My, What did I
3: say? What Shumper. did I say? Okay? This podcast better be nah, famous they, for they,
0: Louis they, coming they in, in with the Kings. They've struggled over the past by five or six. Yeah, I mean, they, the
1: they, they had, had a really... They
3: they're,
0: had still a the these, <laughs> they're still the Kings.
1: <laughs> they're slowing down. They're still the Kings. They're still the Kings. They do. Like we've said, they do have a ton of young talent. I mean, if you just... Staying they would the win for the past they, session, exactly. They, they would win every
3: March Madness tournament ever. I and
1: mean, they have, they, they gotta be good eventually. They have to. They will be. You can't be so bad for so long.
3: Yeah. Speaking of uh, of being good, Steph Curry will also be back this week. Um, huge. He yeah. Huge I for, I was gonna play last night. It, he was uh, he was unsure, and I think that they're pulling the plug because they it's still early in the
1: season.
0: There was a specialist. Uh, I can't remember. I I just can't remember guy's name right now. But Markel fault specialist. No, one of, one of the team like uh, training advisors <laughs> was like, saying that he should he should wait a couple more
1: days. Yeah. And I but, mean, I mean they're, they're stream, they were yeah.
2: playing Toronto last they, night. You don't the, big wanna, game. They've too.
1: missed him dearly. The,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. for sure. He, he's that, the thing that drives their offense.
1: Kevin Durant did. Put on quite a show last night, though.
3: Kevin Durant has three games. I think he goes 51 points, yeah, he had 51 44, and then 49 last night. I think he had
2: 51 last night.
3: He had 51. 51 last night? Yeah, he had 51 Anyways, last he had, night. he had three games where he's over 40 points. Like in the last five games. Three games, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, Kevin Durant. we all know the score, but having Steph Curry back, I think he's supposed to be back Saturday. That's what the timeline is right now. Yeah, we'll, versus mm-hmm. the Pistons. We'll, yeah. So we'll keep you up there on Twitter. But... um. With Steph Curry back and Kevin Durant's hot streak, I think that Golden State is going to go back to this really big uh, the, the team that they used to be uh, when Steph Curry was just lining everything up. So I mean, when
2: you're missing your most important player, you're going to struggle. So it,
3: it's No shame, a, yeah. It's and it. it's still early in the season, so I I mean, expect the Golden State Warriors to be back and to be the Warriors again very, very quickly. I mean, his absence alone,
0: Louis, they sh- they shattered your, your prediction. See? Because I mean, they were 10-6. That's why I'm gone. so pissed so, off. So, like, I don't know if it really counts, you know? Maybe they should only have, seven like, losses. I yeah. to me it doesn't count. I don't count it. So so now so it's like
2: what three losses really? Yeah. So it's yeah. like
0: so your prediction is now defaulted
3: or like no never did <laughs> Golden State Warriors are wrong. Steph Curry wasn't in the in the Warriors, th- therefore the Warriors were not the Warriors. So, so we're saying that team any, was any not. <laughs>
2: losses that they have without Steph Curry do not count towards. Them.
0: Completely disqualified. <laughs> now completely spe- disqualified. speaking of speaking of how two top teams in the league faced off last night. Great. T- tell the people about you know just update people on the conference standings right now and some of the interesting things that we are seeing on both sides of <laughs>
2: Yeah, right right. Let's uh I want oh to I want to focus on the Eastern Conference first cuz I okay, think I'll do the West. Then. That's where <laughs> I'm that, excited. that's where a lot of the energy has come from. Um, you know, talking about last night Raptors take the the, the Warriors and Raptors go to overtime, Raptors come out on top, you know, potentially a NBA Finals preview um, that some people predict. Yep. Right now you have the, the seedings right now you have Toronto leading the pack when nine-team wins, four losses. Milwaukee, a couple games behind at 15-6. and six. Uh, Philadelphia, the third seed right now at 15-8. and eight. And then there's kind of a jumble of, of teams right Say now their name. Uh, battling it out. We have the Pistons yep. um, in the fourth seed at 11-7, and seven, but, it, I mean, it's virtue of them not playing uh, as many games as some of these other teams. Uh, the Indiana Pacers at 13-9. and nine. Big loss uh, right now. They don't have Oladipo. He's out indefinitely with a knee injury. Uh, Charlotte Hornets coming behind them, and then the Boston Celtics are tied with them, with the Hornets at eleven and ten, um, and that is one, two, three. Yeah, that that's the that's the top eight. Orlando's kind of lurking here, 10, 10 and twelve. Um,
3: Orlando is at eight. Or no,
2: Orlando is the eighth seed. I'm sorry. Yeah. So Orlando making some noise. You know, Nicole, uh Nick Vucevic is uh, doing some work. One of
3: the most underrated center. Yeah. In-
0: he, in this era of basketball he's making
2: some noise as a potential uh eastern Eastern Conference all-star uh, Well, we, I mean
0: we've always known he, he was just skilled but I think he was I mean he would have pockets of injuries and stuff too yeah so I like, mean he' just never, just never had, got really he's never had
2: the right uh team build around him to yeah. really to really utilize him the way he needs to be utilized um but yeah like uh guys let's talk just really briefly you know any any surprises here for you guys any uh you know
3: you get it you gotta go. Uh, with, to me, Boston at seven is shocking. The Wizards, uh, to me, is blasphemous at this point. And the Heat, too. The Heat is very surprising. I know that they don't have people, like, never expect them to be in the top five, but I would expect them to be at least six or seven at this point. And, and these three teams have just been so underwhelming for the for the beginning of the season that I, to me, it's starting to be a little scary and concerning to, like, Think are they going to be able to to come back to to their old ways and to the way that they played last year? So let me let me explain Miami
0: Heat real quick. <laughs> okay, they're the most mediocre team in the NBA. And, and I, I say, say this lot. is like, here's, great here's, uniforms. Though. Here, yeah, great. Okay, oh, we love Miami. Ice. Here's a, here's a comp. Let's say Louis. Nah, you're, nah, you got a girlfriend and Greg. So let's say Hi. let's say I'm I'm messing with a girl. Highly unlikely at this point in time in my life. Um, <laughs> but she has a boyfriend. Her boyfriend is the Miami Heat. He's not doing anything wrong. He's a good boyfriend. He just, I mean, he does, he does, does, he does his job. He just does his job as a boyfriend. But I just happen to be a little bit more entertaining. I'm a little bit more attractive. Yeah, you are. My conversation's a little bit great. Come on now. And she wants to be with me, but Miami isn't doing anything wrong. Like, as it, he's not doing those wrong, so she's not going to leave him. That's Miami as a basketball team. Uh, I'm really I, I confused wanna, about that metaphor. Still, <laughs> so. yeah,
1: you I, lost me. Like, I oh, just
2: wait, take a, uh, a friend of the pod, Taylor Borden, just don't. Once you hear the heat in this I was, pod, just, just I
1: just was there. literally <laughs> taking a video to send to her.
2: Uh, <laughs> just don't, don't hurt don't us. Don't even listen. Don't to hurt us. We don't want to hear anything about uh, any any. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay, what was the your heat, point
0: though? He, he's average.
1: <laughs> the heater ah, average. Average. So to just say that, technically, I think the heater average. Yeah. Don't have a ton of talent when you. Give absurd contracts to guys like Tyler Johnson and Hassan Whiteside, your team's not gonna be very good. Hold up, you talking
0: about Mose? Tyler Johnson, Moes. That's the White Shroop's cousin right there, boy. I tell you. <laughs> they look spitting image.
1: That said, I think Eric Spolster is a phenomenal coach and they oh, yeah. end up yeah. making noise in the playoffs. Unfortunately, if you look at the standings right now, it looks like the East is reverting back. To what it was years ago, where teams under 500 might be making the playoffs. I know it's early, but right now I think there's no, two or three wrong. teams under 500 who are playoff teams. I mean, there's so hopefully yeah, it gets a little just, more competitive. Right you know, the but, Sixers I mean, used to make it two, three games under 500, and that was absurd, yeah, and then I, lose first round. So I think,
2: I think last note before we flip it over to the Western Conference with you, Louis, um, is that right now that that top three, you know, potentially four, if if Boston turns it around, is still a really competitive bunch. Uh, if you were to put them up against Western Conference teams. But aside from those four, it is just – there is nobody. I mean, the Pacers, you know, with Oladipo kind of slide their way in there. But without Oladipo, they they aren't going to be making the same push that people expect them. So right now, you know, all the interest is up in the top three with Toronto, Milwaukee, and Philly. It's going to be those three kind of, jo- uh, you know, jousting for position there. Um, and, and we're going to just have to figure out where, where the pieces uh, I mean, but, fall. for. But the also,
0: let's, let's not, you know – Let's not be naive here in the sense that it's going to be a point in time where Boston does get back into, into the oh, yeah. mix. Like, so the, the, the problem with Boston, if you, if you look at um, – <clears throat> I mean, they're not scoring the ball well. They're 23rd in the league with 100-some points a game, and they're shooting 44% as a team, which is 26th in the league. Like, they're just, they're just not scoring the ball well, and they're turning the ball over a lot. He's not not growing in thirteen, thirteen a game they're, at six. Like they're, they're just not. It's not clicking.
2: They are settling for a lot of contested mid-range jumpers, mm-hmm. which
3: is the worst shot in basketball that you can take.
0: And they haven't been lucky with Gordon
3: Hayward, like being back on the he's court. Still, he's still
2: working his way and back. You know?
3: And, you know, like I mean, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people were expecting Gordon Hayward to just be back to his old self, like the first game back. Mm-hmm. And it, you have to understand the process that it is to get back from an injury. I understand like
1: this. the process. <laughs>
3: Later, Just Seth, later. Just um, <laughs> so I think it's it's going to be Boston. The, Brad Stevens is not going to let his team do this poorly yeah, all no, season. No, no, like, do not do not say that this guy is not a good coach. Brad do not say that Stevens guys... not
1: God.
2: I I think he that uh, he be. might be on the hot seat actually. Seth. Saying, I wouldn't be surprised to see him fired by the All Star. I'm just saying. Honestly, oh I, I love, seeing, take the the I love seeing the Celtics. I love seeing the Celtics struggle it. more than Hate anything. To see the Celtics struggle. Right. So anyway, Louie. We'll, ta- we'll talk
1: about. <laughs> should we, we, talk about the should west we head out
3: west? The, the Sixers fans are, are a little too excited today. I'm not excited. Um, I'm just
1: stating facts.
3: So big surprises up west. I mean, I'm just gonna say the top three and then the bottom three, and you'll tell me if that makes sense. Top three, <laughs> we have the LA Clippers. Boban. Led by God Himself, Doc Rivers, apparently. Bol Coach of the Year. Boban. Coach of the Year. No, Tobias, Her- Tobias Harris is playing. playing balling. Balling. Yeah, he's playing. like And top. then Denver Nuggets
1: at second. I'm not as surprised about Denver. Less surprised. I know. No, we Still, love we love Denver. I'm here high. Really I'm, I was. This is a yeah, podcast. I'm. I'm very high on the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> no,
3: I less surprising, but the fact that they're ahead of Golden State Warriors. To me, is on insane. Anyways, bottom three. Here's where it gets exciting, people. <laughs> bottom three. Last place, good old Phoenix Suns still kicking That's it. That's surprising. Grooving. <laughs> <laughs> However, second to last place, Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets, who said that they were doing everything they could and trading everyone they could to beat the Warriors. They are second to last in the West with a record of yes, you heard it here first. Definitely not first, actually, but you heard it here correctly. Nine. nine wins, not even double digits,
1: 11 losses. How about four and five at the crib?
0: Four and five, you can't win. I mean, there's a reason Daryl
1: Morey tried to sling four first round picks. You can't win at the crib, like they need help. (laughs) They're not winning at the crib, bro. Isn't Brandon Knight back soon? I feel like that could add a little bit of a boost. I read that today. Let's be fair in
2: saying that they missed James Harden for a portion of time, they did, and Chris Paul is always in and out of the lineup, so they never really have
1: it's so hard to like. Give so much into this because you're only like a quarter into this. season. I'm no, yeah, gonna yeah, give yeah, you two reasons.
3: reasons.
1: Trevor Ariza dipping out. Well, yeah. Yeah, huge, huge, tre- Trevor's huge. not helping the Suns though. You saw them in the last true. place. Let's Come on. He would have done better at the. Gr- the oh no, he's a good player, but no, yeah, he's not. But the I mean, fit, I mean, I the fit up with Houston there.
0: is better. Yeah. Like, let's be real, and that, and that goes to a deeper thing. For at the beginning of the year it was defense, but now I mean that's not. Eh, yeah, okay, whatever. They have no depth. You think None Houston's not going to gonna make the playoffs? Days.
1: They have no depth. None. Louis, will you go on record right now and say Houston will not make the playoffs?
3: I already did. You don't – You What? That was you, his – My hot his take was that Houston is not going to make his the playoffs. His bold take in the when? beginning
2: of the year. In the beginning of the year when we did Oh, I must takes. have missed
1: that.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. See? Wow. See? Okay. So, but I mean – Okay, I – it's, it's still going to be my hot take, but I do believe that they're going to turn things around like the Boston Celtics. So you cannot yeah. expect the greatness of yeah, yeah. James like, Harden and 3 You really think stuff.
1: the Clips are going to play <clears throat> hey. 700 basketball hey. all year? Hey, no. Nah. Come on. No.
3: Bull bun for no. president. No. But anyways, th- third to last, the Utah Jazz. Yeah, And they're not, they're not groovy no more. They're struggling.
1: I think you should jump up another spot and talk about the Spurs at twelve. Cause
3: that that's the most. I am never worried about the
0: Spurs.
1: That's the, I'm, I'm more surprised about that than I am really about Houston. Well, they have what?
0: No, they have no winged up, dude. They have no. I, like, no
1: they no lost Kawhi, card, yeah. but DeRozan's a phenomenal player. i sh- But
0: it's deeper than that, though.
1: No, I know, I know, but like <laughs> they lost Murray. Yeah.
0: They that's lost Lonnie
1: Walker. Yep. So like. I don't know. Pop will figure it out. Let's you see, be real. okay,
3: but this is, this is the reason I'm not worried about them. The Spurs, they have Pop. Pop, like, they're usually up there, but they, it does not matter whether they're an eighth seed or first seed. They're, they're going to be the Spurs. But Houston and Utah, especially Utah, is a still a young team that has struggles, you know, with their players. And Donovan Mitchell, with injuries and, and with everything else, is kind of in a sophomore slump that we haven't seen in a while and no one else is really picking up the torch here so kind of scary because we had all high expectations for the Jazz and you know and you can also make a case for the New Orleans Pelicans who for some reason cannot seem to find their way to be consistently solid in the top 8 throughout the season it's like they're always striving to battle for this A spot
0: I mean but you, but you know in the West that it's tougher that, that's 7 that's granted the Lakers are more, seven, and they that, that f- Now, now five through about eight s- slots. Those drinks are gonna consistently rotate throughout the are, season. So they like, are.
3: But I expected better from the New Orleans Pelicans with the, I mean, the run that they had. They're, last they're
0: eleven, 11-11. They're five hundred. Yeah. The, their thing is they can't win on a the road. They're, like if you look at it, they're nine two at home, they just they just can't win on a road. You know what's crazy
3: though? I mean, we're all. I mean, people are saying that the East is now. Some people are assuming that the East is better than the West and stuff. If you look at the Western Conference, no the tenth team. Is at 500, right? Mm-hmm. The 10th team for the
1: East is like seven games under. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who's yeah. 10 in the East right now? Chicago, 10 in the East is Brooklyn. Mm. Congratulations,
0: Brooklyn. Yeah,
3: 8 and 14, Brooklyn, and they're 10th. New Orleans Pelicans,
0: 11 and 11. Well, we, I mean, we know. I mean, anyone through. who says the East is better than the West is just, yeah, no. lying. But, it, but it's Real. also
1: the best player in the, the NBA top, and the best player in the East. The
2: The top of the East, where it's competitive, where it is Toronto, I'm throwing Boston in there, Philly, Milwaukee, that can, I think, contend with a good amount of the Western Conference teams. But, you know, no one's touching a healthy Golden State. That's really where we're no. at. That's, that's this, you know, the usual story. Here's, I
3: the, here's the question for the three of you, and we can go around the table, I guess. What team is going to bounce back first? which team
0: no houston or boston or like good any
3: team any team that's been underwhelming to you i gotta look at the the schedules or whatever or or we can just do boston or houston i mean between
2: between those two i think that i i would say if houston is healthy they are going to be quicker to get back into it because of the chemistry of their three main guys, you know,
3: yep. uh, Capella, Harden, and Paul. If I had Capella first, it makes me really happy right uh, now. Uh,
2: the three of them last year had, like, some sort of ridiculous record when they were together where they only lost, like, seven games compared yeah. Yeah. to something. Yeah. Um, Boston, I th- like, I believe that Boston is going to make it back up to the top half of the East, but I think it's going to be slower with them. They're still figuring out the kinks in their system. They've still got young, like... Jason Tatum is going to be a star in this league but everyone forgets that he is a sophomore He's only. He's, look at Donovan he's Mitchell. Mitchell. Like,
3: twenty-one years old. Yeah, like he he had a. Ridiculous, but you know why? Because of Luca. He had
2: a ridiculous rookie season, and that isn't something that normally happens. No, like Ben Simmons' rookie season doesn't normally happen. Donovan Mitchell's rookie season. We've doesn't been, normally spoiled. Happen. We been, been spoiled. We have spoiled. I mean, spoiled but
0: the, the ridiculousness season. of Tatum's season was really in the postseason. I mean, he he played oh, yeah. well during the regular season, well, but it wasn't also, like oh my but goodness. But the regular
2: season, he was shooting fifty percent from three. Yeah. That's like an unsustainable yeah. clip that never happens. I know,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, Who do you have? <clears> the <throat> only reason I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Boston, only because as a team they have less holes. When I, I feel like Houston has a has some their, legitimate problems they need to address. Is be probably where yeah. it is. and I and I figure that Boston will be able to get out a lot of tighter games just because they'll defend a lot better. Boston is a big and, system team too. They're yeah, a, they're, they're still a
2: top ten defense. Yeah, they've been struggling. That's with what I'm
0: offense. saying. I'm gonna dry on Boston. So I think they'll be able to defend a little bit better. And but Houston has just some legitimate holes, man. Like. I, if, let's look at the. If you look at the bench stats, the depth is, is like I said, it's not there. They're last in the NBA and bench scoring.
2: I'm sorry. Did you just say that Michael Carter Williams wasn't a good pickup for this no. rookie of the year? No, Carl-
0: Chris Williams. isn't getting any minutes. How unreal it, is that? Chris isn't getting any minutes. I think he's averaging like seven, seven minutes a game. There's no depths.
1: That's yeah. why Boston will get better because they've. Boston has two Bob starting lineups. They have the yeah. Boston's backups could probably make the playoffs in the East right now. Yeah, Boston's backups are better right. than the right, Maybe not, because Boston starters are seven. No, no, but but maybe
3: towards the end of the season. Here's something realistic. Boston's backups are better than the Phoenix Suns. Eh, I don't think so. I don't know about that either. No. Put my money on it. I'm not going to say that. We'll, we'll rest, never find out. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll, we
1: need this to... Boston has better like coaching and better depth, and they get they have, the, the, yeah. they have yeah. the luxury of getting to beat up on the Hawks and the Cavs and the Bulls and the awful yeah. teams of the East, right. as opposed to Houston, who's going to have to play teams who are overachieving, like the Clippers in Memphis, and You're teams right. who are competitive night in and night out, as opposed to the Knicks laying down every night they play.
2: Right, but the thing is that they the Rockets will be – Playing teams that are overachieving and they have the Rockets and no, agree. have playoff experience so I, I think agree that it like yes the, the Celtics have easier teams to beat up on but it's not like the Rockets are facing like really just monster teams with stars I mean the Rockets can take on pretty much everyone that's in front of them on a given night it, it's it's not it isn't something where they're really just not at the same talent level they have the talent to do it
1: no so. I agree I think it's more of the fact that there are more laydowns in the east than there are in the west. Here's what I'll
3: say to end this segment. I think that Houston will be the first, the quickest one to bounce back because they're second to last in the West. I, you gonna, this is not gonna last two more weeks. Okay, this is this is impossible. Boston is already in the playoff spot. Okay, they have less holes as Dre and everyone else mentioned, but Houston's scoring capability with the players that they have. Is still something like if they're all in sync and they're all like feeling it it's a tough team to beat okay i mean say what you want but they may have not they may have a struggling with depth but their starters i mean lebron uh sorry i'm so sorry about that james harden is leading the league in points per game right now with 31.1 and leading the league in steals with 2.5 a game too so their starters alone are starting, like, like James Harden knows that there's some sense of urgency right now. And I think that he's going to try to galvanize the troops and, and try to get the best out of everyone. And when Chris Paul returns, too, you know, that's going to be another weapon to to add in their arsenal. And I think that at the end of the day, they're probably going to be around the eighth, seventh seed in about, probably, I give them a month. Just because they're going to go on a, on a streak for, for a little bit here. Houston? Um, yeah, I could see that.
1: I think it'll be sooner than a month. They're Only a couple games out. I know, but like what I'm saying
3: is like their progression, like it's gonna be exponentially just. No, yeah, 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 gonna keep going.
1: But I mean, they'll everything regresses to the mean. They'll get better. The teams will bubble exactly. back, come back to where they're supposed to be, and the end the of the balance. They'll There's probably yeah, balance. they'll be a top four or five team in the West by the end of the. I season.
0: mean, because Sacramento's not gonna keep playing great. Dallas, is, <clears throat> Dallas isn't gonna be. I mean, unless Luka just keeps you know. Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh, but you know, some of like you said, Seth. Some of these things are going to come down. But here's the reason we brought
3: Seth today. Okay, Greg, can you tell? Can you, you both of you? Can you guys tell us what is happening in Philly, and specifically with Jimmy your boy, Butler hitting back Markel. to back?
1: No, Buzzard no, Jimmy and buckets games. has
3: been talked about, has been dealt with. We all like him, big fan.
1: What is happening with your boy Markel? Honestly, I. I can't really tell you. I can try. Let's, no one knows. Let's, uh, no one outside of the front office knows what's going on. It is th- by far the weirdest situation I have ever seen in sports. Let's look at the facts, Greg.
2: Yeah, let me Let me. – It is
1: such an odd situation. I'll
2: try and lay out a relative timeline uh, for the listeners here. So the last game that Markel Fultz was on the court uh, was November 19th, I believe. Uh, the Sixers were playing the Phoenix Suns at home. Beautiful uh,
1: day. They were struggling with the Phoenix was, Suns was, at home.
2: <laughs> it was the first. It was on NBA TV. They were down it,
1: like 20 it, at one point. It was bad.
2: Players-only <laughs> players announcers. I just, uh, I just... Okay, so they were playing the Suns at home, uh, struggling. They go at <laughs> halftime. Uh, I, I think they were down at halftime. Yeah,
1: they were down like... Double digits um, the majority of the first but, half.
2: But for the most part, uh it, it seemed like Foltz was having his usual nights, which you know weren't great, but still better than than Showed some happened.
1: flashes, was okay, didn't do anything great, like hit a pull up, like did his normal stuff. Did right. his great hustle plays. That's what he like. Right. Yeah.
2: Second half of the game, Brett Brown decides to put in TG McConnell over Fultz, gives him the bulk of the minutes. Sixers end up getting the win um pretty pretty comfortably actually. Uh, the, the score looks closer than it really was at the end of that game.
0: Yeah
2: day right after that uh, That morning the reports come out that Markel Fultz would not be practicing or playing in games with the team uh, for the foreseeable future due to looking at, going to see multiple Shoulder specialists
1: per his per the guidance of his quote-unquote lawyer aka agent Raymond brothers
2: uh, and pretty much from that point on, we have
1: had... No answers. It's,
2: it's, been, no, a fi- no, it's been a no fire storm
1: of, Nothing. of no new knowledge. Of... Nothing. No new knowledge. The only knowledge I've heard is that he's seeing specialists, and then he's seeing more specialists, and then he's seeing more specialists. What kind of specialists are these? Shoulder, wrist, I, I mean, everything's, like, this whole thing just makes absolutely no sense. But the other
3: thing is that he... Um, he said that he, uh, no, the team also announced, correct me if I'm wrong, the team, the team announced that he was not in their future plans, correct? Uh,
2: that was... It was, so It that was reported by uh, one of the Sixers beat writers, Keith Pompey. Uh, he, he said that the team currently is not considering Fultz in their plans. I think really that this this is sort of the game that the team plays, that the, the camps play. This seems like in something a,
1: more... In addition to see. that... Another story was really or another news blip was released, that Fultz wanted out, and um, then brothers came out and said that's absolutely not true. To, to,
2: to clarify, Fultz himself never said this information. Yeah. It was Fultz's camp. Uh, Liberty Ballers also kind of picked this up. It seems that the growing sentiment in Fultz's camp is after the Jimmy Butler trade. Uh, the, you know the trajectory of this team, that the Sixers team is very much more win now. Uh, there's going to be less development time for Fultz is what they're thinking, and they would prefer to have Fultz be traded to a team where he's going to have the time to develop, he's going to have starting minutes, and he's going to be able to figure out the kinks that he has going on you know what on I'd right prefer?
1: Now. I'd prefer Markel Fultz to play basketball the way he's capable of. Not everyone gets but what they shoulder.
3: want. Some specialist needs to
2: tell if,
1: us. If, if, if your shoulder's bad, why even play this – like. Like, the is Sixers it, it, have been more than patient with injuries in the past. Joel I'm Embiid sure. sat out two seasons before he played. Ben Simmons sat out a year he probably could have played. Like, towards the end of the, his his first season in the league, which he sat out the entire one. If you were legitimately hurt, I don't understand why you would go out there and, you know, play.
3: Be average. Tarn-
1: yeah. yeah, like... The Mar- Here's the thing. I've had so many people ask me like, and tell me Markel Fultz is a bust. The Markel Fultz this. What are you going to get from him? When are you going to trade him? When are you going to do this? The Sixers making the trade for Markel Fultz at the time was an absolute power move to get what they needed. Markel Fultz's game at Washington My was God. the perfect complement for what the Sixers needed. He showed that in Summer League. Like... I drew that trade over a thousand times. You can never foresee what was going to happen. No, the,
2: the only, like, th- even in hindsight, the only tweak that would have probably been made to that trade was get more protection. On no, yeah, 60%, absolutely. 60%. But the actual aggressiveness shown was exactly what the fan base wanted to see from Brian Colangelo.
1: I was absolutely the, thrilled with the move the, when it was made. The
2: target of Markel Fultz, like Seth said, was the perfect compliment a combo guard who could shoot the lights out, pull up dribble, uh, pull, pull up, uh, shoot...
0: Kind of an all-around. All, all all he was a three-level yeah.
2: scorer. You know that was the exact compliment you needed next to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I mean,
0: like you said, like <clears throat> I remember when they were going through the draft process. A lot of comps he was getting was James Harden, just because yeah. Yeah. of the smoothness of his game, the kind of the funky, like awkward his athleticism. Of yeah, he yeah, change the yeah. pace, and you know, Seth, we talk about the shoulder and stuff. This in our third, and I, th- I just. I, don't, I think I it's so much more deep. Like, I, no, 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 no I, I'm, I'm I, agreeing agree with you. you. Yeah, I I'm agree, agree with
1: you. you too. The thing about the <laughs> shoulder is, is if the shoulder is significantly hurt, which it apparently is, it has been for almost two years at this point. See, year but, and a half. how could it have not improved? See, but because I don't, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not. Yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah. See, because I think it then might it be comes beyond out that, that. His wrist is hurt. I think it's more of a psyche. No, thing, it's, which, it's definitely
0: a mental thing because. When your body is hurt, when you're used to being hurt in an area for a long time. Me and Greg talked about this one night. When you're used to being hurt in an area for a long time. You become comfortable with it. Well, not even that. Like, you start, your body starts compensating for yeah. the, the injury. The oh no, yeah, absolutely. So, he might be going to shoot his jump shot. His shoulder might be fine, but he might be going to shoot his jump shot. But there's a mental block it's in it his not letting him Because he's you expecting know pain or something
1: when he's exactly. going to shoot and it. And, then and the, heart, and the yeah. worst part about this is the fact that that the guy he was not technically traded for but who went in the spot that the Celtics took
3: happens to be one had of the best,
1: a, yeah. one of the fastest transitions from college to the NBA yeah. that you'll see. And he's succeeding. And, you know, Fultz, like, is a bust. Like, how can you label a guy a bust? He's played, like, 45 but games But no. has I had still, the worst luck with and this. And
3: Marco Fultz has had the worst luck with this, And in the
1: games that he's played this year, there have been some absolute flashes on yeah. defense and well, hustle plays dunk and dunk his ball. vision. Like, there's something there. And when, like, I'm sure we'll get to it, but I'm just going to jump right in. Like, what do the Sixers do about Markel Fultz? They're in a position that most teams are could never be in. And the fact that they gave up a first round pick and a, an additional first to move up to number one for a guy who potentially will and bust was, out. And he was clear cut the best player in that draft. Oh, yeah, like, it, no, no, no. it was no, but not even yeah. that. Everyone agreed. He is yeah. the potential. To go down is an awful pick, and the Sixers are still one of the best young cores in the league. Yeah. If yeah. this happened to another team where Markel Fultz was drafted to be the star in the face of your franchise, it would be catastrophic. But they're in a position right now where they don't need Markel Fultz to contribute. They're yeah. still winning games. They traded for Jimmy Butler and his trade value right now is non existent. So so Seth,
3: if you're Philly right now and this is purely Speculation. What do you do? What do I do? Yeah, if you're Philly.
1: I get him number one healthy, whether it be mentally, physically, whatever. No matter the timetable. No matter the timetable. Right now, his trade value, like I said, is zero. I could get... If the Sixers traded me, I could get almost as much as Mark Foles. (laughs) (laughs) There's no rush to get him back on the floor. You have TJ McConnell, who's a viable backup point guard. He's a baller that... You get Fultz healthy, and number one, if you if you don't, like Keith Monspey, if he's not in the plans of the team moving forward, you get him healthy, you get him on the floor, you show that he can play, and then you make a decision to trade him where he'll have more value, or you keep him and you're like, wow, this guy is who we drafted. But right now, you don't make any rash decisions because, like, so Marco Fultz right now, him. Marco, yeah, we've patient the entire time with every player we drafted why yeah. why stop now
2: here's here's another yeah greg uh, what do you... like there, there's obviously multiple layers to this you know another sixers writer uh, kyle newbick uh he he reported that this is pretty much all a decision from fultz's camp and the the thing is that the the sixers now in in a way across the league are seen as the the, the victim the one that the sixers have have been as you know, sympathetic and accommodating, as, patient, as, you as accommodating be. as accommodating as they could possibly be. I, I don't think I've ever seen a, that to in a player anyone. in this situation. Yeah. Like there are league execs who are saying we probably would have done something different. Uh, you know, in a certain situation that had happened uh, during the course of yeah. this entire thing, I, the Sixers have been so just, you know, ev- everyone's been welcoming. Teammates don't even have a problem with him. They are still saying... They, listen, they
1: rave or, about him. They, they think they he's, say, he's a great they, teammate. They, they love having great, him around.
2: He's going to develop. They th- they believe in him still. They're really just concerned, you know, what is the problem here physically, is that, mentally? like And I, I, I think
1: problem? the Sixers' patience comes back to what I just said, that they don't need him to be, like, a star right now to win games. He, and because of that, like, you invested, if you look at it, they technically only gave up, like, Michael Carter Williams in yeah. a... F- to move up, whatever. If you look at what he's capable of, and what the Sixers are already doing right now, why trade him at a lower value than he could potentially be yeah. worth for maybe a decent bench player and a second round pick? He, here's the thing: is
3: is that patience? He,
1: I think he just turned twenty. He might still yeah. be nineteen. He's so young. He has young. plenty of
3: time. Don't get me wrong. He has plenty of time, and everyone knows the the potential of the kid. I mean, the guy had. He was averaging 23 points a game in college. He was awesome. He had six assists, almost nearly six assists, nearly uh, six rebounds a game. I mean, the guy was a baller in college. His potential is definitely known by everyone in the league. Do There's you all no,
0: realize how but do you all realize how big those numbers are in college?
3: No, like those like are crazy and that's on a team where he had literally yeah. no
0: help. My fault, no. Lou. I didn't mean to cut you. Go, no, go, no, go no, ahead. No, no,
3: that's that no, you're exactly correct. My point is here's where the patience becomes, I guess, ill-advised. Because patience has paid off for Joel Embiid more than anyone else, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. to me, I, com- I had completely given up on him a lot of uh, as a have. player. And com- the guy comes back, I mean, he's the best center in the league yeah. by far. Patience paid off for Ben Simmons. And everyone's like, God, I mean, they had Joel Embiid the first time. Now Ben Simmons, you know, what is this franchise doing? And they're like, you know what? Trust the process, right? So it's trusting the process. Patience worked out. Could that be the case for Markel, Or could it be that patience is not needed for this? And there's just too much, too much drama involved. There's too much um, kind of negative influence coming from his camp, from the from the league, from fans, from everything that it kind of like turns everyone's head around, and that they can't really focus on playing basketball now. So he, he, here's my question: Is it is that patience ill-advised, or is it? Is it going to be rewarding?
1: I think the patience factor is twofold in that, number one, you, like I've said multiple times, you don't need him to contribute right now. Yeah. But it also is helping the team in the fact that he has no value right now. So the longer you wait, yes, if he becomes more of a headache for the team, then you might look to move him and I know this has been, like I've said, it's such a weird situation, but he has shown, even in the games he played this year, he has been a, when he's on the floor, he's he's been like a, a, ga- a game changer, not a game changer, but he's made game-changing plays. And making a rash decision just to get rid of him, just be like, all right, he's your problem now, I think could hurt the Sixers long-term.
2: From, from, yeah. w- from what I've heard so far...
3: Uh, and, and by the way, I don't know if all of our listeners know, but Gregory is a contributor to Liberty Ballers and uh, to talk about Philadelphia 76 So he knows as much as anyone.
2: He's essentially
1: Godner at this point. <laughs> much. Yeah,
3: right. Uh,
2: no, he's out no, He's out Woj. I have a lot, you know, uh, great, great uh, team members for Liberty Ballers that, that I get most of my information from. And they're, they're the ones really working hard. You know, obviously at so school humble. I have less time. Um but, but from what I've heard so far, really, the Foltz thing is really all incumbent on what the camp decides right now. Because the Sixers are to Seth's point at that position where they have no they, they have no to gauge yeah. on what Fultz's actual value could be they right have now. There's zero leverage. They, there is there is zero means to get anything of import. Like if you're doing a deal and I don't know if we'll have time to talk about proposed deals anyway, because we have to move on to other segments. But if you're trying to get a deal, you'd are you be lucky if you get a late first. No, I, don't, I doubt There's anyone's no getting you.
3: There's no chance would get a late so, first. So wait, so, so the Sixers right now are just laying back, and Marco Fultz's camp is in the driver's seat.
1: No, no, I don't even know if... Way.
3: Just trying to get this yeah.
2: right. The, let me put it this way. Fultz's camp made the move that they were going to go see specialists to see, to get an actual diagnosis on On shoulder, so that they could have something to present. Like, hey, this is the reason why this guy is not nearly performing to what everyone expected. Okay. Doctors, actual specialists are, you know, in a high pressure situation because they are going to be known as the doctor that gave a full diagnosis to Fultz, that diagnosed something. And they're going to be attributed as the one who said, hey, there was a chance, or hey, no, he's done. So you're in a weird position as a doctor because you're having a high-leverage young prospect player come up to you, you know, getting your medical expertise on something that he's been to multiple doctors and have yet to peg down one different thing. I,
3: I, I think, um, I mean, either he's seeing the most incompetent doctors ever or something else. He, is he, here's I agree. the thing.
2: So, so, you know, Derek Bodner, who, who we talked about, he, he uh, works for the Athletic, uh, Philadelphia Athletic. He's even said... He thinks that, you know, at this point, this isn't, for Fultz, you can't really pinpoint one thing at this point. This has been multiple things, have all compiled over an amount of time that have led to this moment. The Fultz camp is in a weird position because they've got to decide, this, this, this isn't like a, a Jimmy Butler situation where there's just no way this trade is going to happen eventually. Yeah. There is enough, you know, uh, camaraderie and chemistry between the players in the locker room that they are willing to make this work. If Foltz and his camp are willing to, you know, get this to work once once whatever time is, is happening.
1: All right, I think we could talk about this for literally fourteen hours straight. But no one wants to listen to that. So let's move on. I don't know what the next yeah, topic so is, but I felt I need to cut speaking everyone else off. Speaking of,
0: you. of um, young guys, we uh, we talking about false age. Let's now that some of the week's uh what are we week seven? Week like seven yeah, okay. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, it. Wow. So moving wow, moving wow. It, So moving through week seven uh rookies have had time to establish themselves and get their feet wet it's so to be known. let's i mean we had to
1: start this off yeah Talk but we,
0: we had our we had our original rookie ladders at the beginning of the year i i can't remember i don't know where we put them on file so i don't remember mine. but if
3: you guys go listen to the previous pod that we made i think it was while well, you're out there just listen to all of them lane violation <laughs> it was episode three i believe lane violation three and listen to our yeah. rookie rookie ladder. Had the nice Fergie anthem and uh, uh, intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and check it Are they out. They're gonna bring her back this year. So, so <laughs> oh, wait, no. you guys will be there, won't you? That's yeah, true. Sure. We will be there. We
0: should do a live pod there
3: for so the All Star.
2: Yeah, we definitely
0: will. Anyways, we will.
3: um, all right. So, rookie mm-hmm. ladder top five rookies so far this season. You start up. Go ahead. And I start off. Yeah. Okay. Do we go one to five five to one? Let's go five one. Five yeah. to one. Okay. Five.
0: I'm no, let's to, go, let's go one five.
1: No, no five one five one. Let's do
2: five a, one if you agree if you have the same no. player if you have the same player. Then jump I in. refuse. If we don't have a lot of time. So if you have the same player in the same spot, add your religion, add your thoughts. Just add your thoughts. Okay. So go ahead. Five to one.
3: Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with at five. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Trey Young. Okay. Okay. We all know his ability to shoot, his ability to create plays, and his uh, ability to see the floor. So I really like him as a player, but I just think that Atlanta is in a spot, and he is the Hawks right now. I mean, in my opinion, he's been doing very well, but there's just something that I want to see more. I think he needs to become a little more physical. He needs to like put on some weight, and he needs to really just... Be more like Jason Tatum in a way. Like it, I know
2: it's he's a not surrounded thing. by
1: a ton of talent. He's it's not a little tough. Well,
3: he has he has some good young guys.
2: Collins in Tor, is good. Torian Prince, John yeah. Collins. They have got some guys. Who've no, yeah. a good young core. Um, You know, Vince Carter is their mentor. You know, love Vince Carter. Um, but I agree. Like Trey Young, he's he's got to just be a little stronger. Finishing around the rim is a thing that rookies need to it's tough. have the time to to get better at. Um, but. Really, he's kind of been as advertised since he's come into the league. You know, he's going to have those nights where he's just scorching from distance. You know, his passing is really nicely developed. He makes really nice passes, you know, driving in. Um, The defense is just, you know... It's non-existent. ...what it is. No, it's not non-existent. You
3: know, he he tries. Like, let me put it this way. He needs to figure it out because, obviously, like, rookie year is still a rookie year. So, no one is going to judge him based on one year. Mm. But... He, he keeps showing some sign of evolution in his game in all facet to me. But to me, I would like it if it was a little quicker. Oh, and yeah, I don't know if course. it's me being impatient or just me seeing his ability and his potential. You know, that I know that he's right there, that he can achieve it. It just needs that, you know, that little body armor um, that can carry him through the game, you know, and that can help him last through a season without any injuries. But anyways, at four, I'm going to have my guy Jaron Jackson Jr. with the Memphis Grizzlies who've been doing – the team as a whole has been doing really well this season uh, but he's been very surprising I mean not because he was you know
0: not expected to be good just because he's been doing everything extremely well he needs to hit the board some more though yeah like like you, you shouldn't be that you gotta hit the board some more I think I don't even know I can't remember I think he's only averaging like 4.6 I think yeah I think boards a game better. like that's not that's not he's that's not acceptable 4.5 yeah that's not that's not acceptable you gotta hit, you gotta hit you gotta the board some more but keep pushing my fault
3: yeah no that's fine um at three, I'm gonna have my man, Shy Gilgis Alexander. Because he's leading a Clippers team. Not him, but like he is on the Clippers who are the best team in the West right now. And I'm just loving what he does because he was one that was completely unexpected. Because he You know how we were talking about Michael Carter Williams? Mm-hmm. The lengthy point guards and everything? He's that that the player that Michael Carter Williams well he was, I guess, in his rookie year, but that was we, for one season. That we expect <laughs> that we expected him to carry on throughout, you know, his career. And I think he has that it factor when it comes to being the all all around porn guard that the Clippers need. And I think that he's filling his role right now as a rookie perfectly well for the team. And that he's more of a team player than anything, which is helping them building a culture around this Clipper nation that you know, they really didn't really have before, in my opinion. Oh, they love him. Yeah. Love yeah. Him. So I think he's very interesting to watch. And I think as the scene is going to go on, he's going to become even better. And I hope his career continues on like that. At um, two, I'm going to have DeAndre Aiden because he's been incredibly solid. The Phoenix Suns made him. the right pick. I have number two, two as well. Yeah, two. So, okay, so we can all is, is that We a consensus number two. Can we go, can we go the, the Luca uh, yeah. song on, on three? No. No, we cannot. No three. Well, here's two, the thing. Two, I think no. we all agree, Luca. Hallelu- no. Hallelujah. Luca Doncic just cut that and that I mean, part out. <laughs> made my European self so incredibly proud, so incredibly happy to prove everyone in the NBA saying his game won't translate well into the league. He doesn't have what he takes. The kid is 19 well, years they, old. They are stupid and for saying that. Killing. Yeah. Absolutely killing it. Because he can do everything and he can do it well, and he's not a meek type of player. He's a player who wants to have fun. He's a player who's learning every day. He's a player who is willing to put in the work, yeah. and I am loving that about him. And you can see it on a daily basis, based on what you, uh, when you watch his games or when you, when you have, when you see interviews of him. He is such a good player, and his ceiling is. Incredibly, he's high.
1: mature beyond his years in terms of basketball by playing yeah. such great competition for years. The only she thing that, that we that... couldn't pre- predict that at all. There was no reason to predict. <laughs> that I don't know why. Like he should have been the
2: first
0: pick. I mean, if he won the freaking MVP just... Like that's I don't understand that why Atlanta they traded that problem.
3: pick to not take him. Because you him. know like, why? Because you know why? Name one first, first, like first draft. I mean, I guess first overall pick. That is from Europe. No one has seen that. No one. Andrea has to Bargnani it didn't work. <laughs> there you go. That is it. You have it. No one is going to trust someone from because oh, he didn't play college here. That's such. a... He didn't play college, game. so he doesn't know what. Well, you know, so you know, stupid. you know who he played against in the Europa League. All the. American players who didn't make it to the NBA. Not not only
1: there from college. Not only did he play there, didn't he win MVP? Not even like rookie. Yes, he did. He won their version of MVP, not like their and their young baller or whatever the hell it's called. MVP and And finals MVP. Yes, like this is. I didn't understand it on draft night. I don't. I don't understand it even more now. The only thing bad about Luca, his tattoos. Alright let's push forward Yeah they don't look great um, for, for So should we just name guys Who weren't already listed No we're just We're going to go through With okay. the
0: last three Okay Of us And I'm going to say my fifth You're going to say your fifth You're okay. going to say your fifth I'm sorry it's about minimal, that With minimal um, Okay Yeah So at five I had Alonzo Trier I did as well Because he's pl- he's just playing great um, Yeah Undrafted guy out of Arizona I mean he was talented in college Kept him get, Popped with PEDs Yeah But he can
1: score the ball He can yeah, score the ball it. Here's yeah. my thing about Alonzo Trier Really quickly so I, I watched the Knicks game last week, and the one thing I noticed so about sure. so first of all, last week he dropped 25 against, I think it was New Orleans, had a good game. Mm-hmm. They, they lost, but he had a good game. He's an undrafted player. The Knicks right now have so many guys who were drafted in the top ten of the lottery. Ennis Cantor, Emmanuel Moutier, Pazonia. This just shows how much of a crapshoot the NBA draft is. They're, they have a, a team full of guys who were drafted in the lottery, and they're the team is pretty much incompetent at this point. So I think it's impressive, number one, that Trier is playing so well, given that he was undrafted. Obviously, it could be for things outside of basketball, given the PD stuff and the suspensions and stuff like that. But he's been a good player so far for the Knicks that doesn't have a lot to be excited about right now. Great. Uh, For five, I actually went Wendell
2: Carter Jr., who uh, has been slumping the last couple of games, but... Here's the thing. Wendell Carter Jr. is just an all-around type of player. Like him and Jaron Jackson Jr. are very much in the same mold yeah. type of a player. High IQ guys who can do it everything for you. And I think Wendell Carter Jr. is very quickly picking up all of the things that he needs to pick up in the NBA season. We're only 20 games or so in. Um, but I think that he could be even better if it wasn't for the fact that he's with a high usage player in Zach Levine who is still working on his passing vision. He's very much like a First reader, I'm just going to take a contested jump shot kind of a guy. You know, Ryan Archidiakono is more of a point guard you'd want next to Wendell Carter Jr., but he's also Ryan Archidiakono, yeah,
1: you know, undrafted guy who's Exactly. Um, I had Wendell 4, and I agree with pretty much everything Greg said, and I think Bulls fans can be excited. Should for be. A funk for a front court of him and when, Larry marketing, marketing for years to back, come. It's going to be, gonna be fun. great. Be yeah. It's going to be great. Who do you have mm-hmm. a four?
0: Oh, sorry. No, this is ping better Greg. Who's your four? We'll you better me and I go.
2: Uh, 4 for me is Shy.
0: Okay. Sure. I had Wendell. Who'd you have? I had Bagley, and I'm gonna tell you okay. why. Um, I like that I over like that. his over his last five, he's averaging 6 and 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, 16 and 10, excuse me. And don't forget, there's that there is that um, friction they were having with Jaeger. The front office is having with Jaeger um, because he was favoring like playing vet, veteran guys on him. So some of Bagley's minutes were compressed. Um, but if that. you but if you look at his five his last five games, he's, he's just playing. He's playing solid. He's playing solid, and. Um, you know, I think he'll trend forward him. I think him and Fox could become something
3: down the line. Yeah, I think um, he's the opposite. Like in terms of physical body, like he's ready for the NBA. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he has the height, he has the, the muscles in my opinion. So I think he just needs to develop his game. And I, th- I th- he's doing just yeah. that based on what I so loving the, what he's doing.
0: As long as he's getting those minutes, he's gonna keep he's gonna keep learning, yeah. and growing yeah. and yeah. they'll be will be he'll be okay.
1: Who's that? Three. Starting with me. I had Jaron Jackson. Three. Okay. I also had Jaron Jackson. Three. I think similar to what um Louis had said he's been a very solid player. There's more to be desired from him. One of the things that I noticed is that, you know, Memphis defensively is giving up the least points per game. Grind City, baby. And he is, you know, he's a great player. He's a great player at Michigan State who – didn't show nearly as much of his potential there. It's I think it's a lot of it is because of Tom Izzo not being a great tell, coach. Tell the people, but that's a different story. I have Jaron Jackson three. He's averaging twelve, shooting fifty percent from the field, thirty three I think from three.
2: And he's only playing like twenty five. No, minutes. No, yeah, exactly. Game. He's not, not even playing. The his yeah. length,
1: his length and so, the pain is like a, is a problem.
2: Yeah, so yeah. so I agree with pretty much everything Seth yeah.
1: said. I would add that like per-
2: personally for me, I saw Jaron Jackson Jr. as. Having the second highest potential of this draft class behind Luka Doncic.
0: A lot of people did. Yeah. For um for me, with this rookie ladder, I look at it as a sliding scale. Yeah. So based off like that's why I always look at the last five games mm-hmm. because it, it changes. Yeah. I had Sexton here at three. Yeah. Um, just because he's he's yeah he's been playing he's just been playing great. Um, he's averaging about fifteen on the season. Um and his his numbers are they're gonna continue to rise. His last five games he's been playing solid. I mean you you saw some twenty point outbursts. I mean he had twenty nine against. Uh, the uh, was I'm it tripping Philly right now? Yeah, two you have twenty nine against it let Philly. Me, or... let me check real quick. He
1: was good against Philly. But
3: here's what I'm gonna say about Colin Saxon. Not only did his five games, uh, last five games show a lot of, of yeah. him, but that shows to me a lot of character from the kid because his teammates criticized him, yeah. saying like he wasn't doing well enough. He wasn't doing what he was supposed to do as a rookie. He didn't have that progression that everyone expected him to to have. And the guy comes in, bounces back, and shows why he was drafted by Cleveland. Shows why he deserves a spot in the NBA. And I am loving that about him. Mm-hmm. Really, like his and a nickname, great jump ball.
1: shooter too. So far, which is yeah, fun to watch. Surprising. I just want to
0: see the only thing I want to see from him. The only thing I want to see grow. Looks like we had a, a Mike just fell off yeah. the table.
1: We're good. We're good. I
0: just want to see him grow in in the facilitating capacity. I mean, he's only. About 2.5 a game right now. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I just want to see him facilitate a little bit more. But other than that, uh, going back to Greg, what you got at two?
2: Uh, at two, I have I have eight, we said. We okay. Said oh yeah. So know. we're
0: good on one, one, or two. Don't yeah. just do yeah. Don't just Aiton. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Should we do it's MVP time?
2: MVP. Do we want to do ladder or just say? who I we think have? just let's just talk generally about who who the who top three
1: like what you guys okay. are thinking here. Seth, why don't you start us off? I mean, at one, I obviously have Joel and Be. <laughs> and course. it's it's not. Not biased. at it's all. It's somewhat biased, but the stats <laughs> he's putting up— at least he's, he's been it. incredible. No, I mean it's it's because I watch the Sixers more than anybody. Yeah, a team. No, so you're I, right. I see him night in and night out, and what he's capable—not only on the defensive end of the floor, but offensively—he's leading the league in thirty and ten games by a wide margin. I don't. Last I saw, he had like eight, and the next best was like two. I mean, he's basically
0: um, averaging thirty and fifteen or less. Yeah, over last five, exactly. So right, I saw
1: yeah. a stat last night. It says we're over a quarter of the way through the season. Joel Embiid's currently averaging twenty-eight. 13.3 rebounds and almost four assists per game. If he can sustain it for a full year, he would be the first player to hit those thresholds since Shaq's MVP season in 99-2000. And to defend
3: right. Seth's point, Joel Embiid uh, in the power ranking that NBA.com did is third behind okay. Giannis and LeBron. So he he's third, no, and yeah. there's a lot of and season I, left.
1: And I think, additionally, from a, from a Sixers fan perspective, the fact that Joel Embiid is playing at an MVP level right now when years ago we didn't even know if he would play an NBA game is incredible so yeah. and I'm just enjoying the ride. He I'm has, gonna be
2: honest. He has the narrative behind.
1: It, yeah, week. no, yeah. Who do you have? At number one. Yeah. Uh, oh, one. We'll, we'll just one. do one okay, okay. and then two. Okay. okay.
2: Yeah, At number okay. one, I had Giannis. Overall, okay. I mean, he's he's. Makes sense. Adam too. I mean, they're no longer the best uh,
3: team in the conference, but still like. The... Twenty six points, almost thirteen rebounds, almost six assists, and over a block a game.
2: He's he's pretty much unguardable in the system that Mike Budenholzer has put around oh, yeah. him. And he's he is the difference between the Bucks being a second seed pushing to a first seed and being a seventh, eighth seed uh in, in the conference. Like that's pretty much an upset. I
0: agree. I had Giannis as well. Um you you saw Shaq yesterday say you can Superman. take basically you can take my title suit, man. And for Shaq to say something, Shaq is that's big. yeah. For Shaq to get you props like that, that's that's huge, man. Like, if you just look at his dominance, man, like he's just completely dominating. Everywhere, like, like it's like, not just one. And signature. people people are like say, oh, he, I mean, he, he, I mean, when is he going to develop a jump shot? Why, I mean, why does he have to? He still takes. Jumpers. Yeah, he takes so, jumpers, but yeah. So
2: quick difference between him and Ben Simmons, Giannis takes jumpers, yeah, and that's what the difference is between them. Yeah. Well, not not the only difference, but he he the
3: at least threat he goes that for he it.
2: has. That he will still pull up, he won't make the shot. He finishes around the rim with authority. You yeah. can't stop there him. Is in the no, paint,
3: there is there like. is he's among this, the players who have the most confidence in their game as we speak I mean, right now. And good, it's showing in gracious. everything. He is playing with a confidence and like a very a perfectly matched arrogance to his game that I love. Because he knows he can go to the rim and he's going to do it. And no matter who's in front of him. And I'm loving that about him. He's aggressive. He wants his team to be the best. He wants to get this championship. And you can tell that he's on a mission. You know, him talking uh, with Kobe, you know, in in the past, in the summer, you know, saying like, give me a challenge. You know, I'm going to win MVP this year. And he's on a mission for that. And I'm loving that. However, I'm sorry, but I have LeBron James at first. Say what you want, but LeBron is still doing everything the the right way. Nearly 29 points a game. Eight rebounds, nearly seven assists a game, and over a steal a game.
0: He's balling. Yeah, yeah. And see, but I just, I just don't know. I mean, yeah, those numbers are awesome. But just look at Giannis. Like, if you look at it, it's just ridiculous. Here's the thing: he's first in the league in play. Well, for first in the league with player efficiency with twenty at twenty nine point oh seven. The guy he's tied with is Steph Curry, who's been hurt. So like, he 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 scored. He's had seven straight double doubles. Okay. Here, Andre, Andre. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'm basing.
3: Here, here's what I'm basing. Um, what I'm basing my 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 MVP Only, and goal I'm in. not saying you're wrong. No, no. LeBron is LeBron yeah. without LeBron, the Lakers or the Lakers from last year. Yeah, true. Without Giannis, Milwaukee can still find a way in the playoffs. In my opinion, I know it would be incredibly tough, and they would probably not make it. No, I think Middleton. But in, in, in I, I think Middleton and they have you know a good a decent team around him. But I do think that without LeBron, and same thing as in Cleveland last year, you know, he he is the most valuable player no matter where he goes. That's true. And I think that because of that he's my MVP. Okay. Two though I have Giannis so I'll let Seth go for two but Giannis everyone said I have
1: Giannis everything was already said moving on. So (laughs) two
2: two I have Steph
3: Um, and
2: you know the big knock on Steph at this point is that he's missed so many games like he needs to pretty much when he comes back play the rest of the season to still be in the MVP conversation. And he could. But, like, what the, he, first, what he's doing, the first two
3: weeks of the season... Over 50% from the field.
2: Steph Curry was showing you, like, prime, uh,
3: unanimous MVP Steph Curry. He shattered, he shattered the statistics, though. He shattered the statistics that he had as a unanimous MVP. He is... Ladies and gentlemen, the guy is shooting over 50% from the field. Do you know how many three-pointers... Seth is still fixing his mic. I'm loving it. Do you know how many three-pointers and John Percy he takes a game? The guys averaging over 50%. You know who usually averages over 50% in field goals? Centers, because they only oh, dunk the ball. Unreal.
1: Jr. what he's what he did. So I small small that. sample size, but it was Drake, it was very who's, impressive. Who's too?
0: I hadn't beat it too. Oh um, my guy. Yeah, cuz I mean, you you could t- but you could also tell that Embiid wants it like Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he wants to win the trophy, but it's along with winning games too. Um but uh, everything else was set on him. They in beat, yeah. At
3: three,
0: uh, I can have a tight No,
3: but I'm I'll have, have a tight at three. Okay, so at, at three, I have Steph Curry and Kevin Durant because, to me, Kevin Durant has tried to hold down the, the fort for, for Steph Curry's absence, and he's had three straight games where he was averaging where he's over 40 points. And, like, the games, if you watch them, he pulled up from the parking lot in Toronto last night. Drake, Drake's jaw dropped. Like, the whole crowd was just like, I, we don't even know Drake what Drake might this now one.
1: be a Warriors fan Hopefully. after last But
3: night. K- Katie and Steph, Steph, for the reasons we're excited, but Katie just because I, I don't care if anyone hates him, you have to respect the fact that he's a born baller and he's going to go down as one of the greatest scorers in the league, league's history. Seth, who's your three?
1: I'm going with LeBron. I mean, you can make the argument that LeBron is the MVP every season yeah. on every team he's ever played on. I mean, look at what the Lakers have done. I don't I personally don't think they have a ton of talent. They have him, they have Ingram, they have, you know, Kuzma. Kuzma. But outside of that, I don't think that like the supporting cast they surrounded him with to me is so odd. And you know, he's still the best player in the league. Yeah. And if you look at guys from his draft class, the D Wades, the, the Mellows, those guys are done and LeBron is still king. And that's all I got on that. It's unreal. No, yeah. I agree.
2: Yeah, uh three I have a tie. Uh Joel Embiid insane uh, to start the season and consistent and there are games where he looks like he's barely playing well and he's yep. still putting up ridiculous stat lines and LeBron the king is, is tied for me number three
0: for me as much crap much crap people want to talk about we're talking about the east and how all the stars are leaving and See this and that third Kawhi. it's Kawhi yeah. like I have Kawhi at three like I just love the way he's playing over there man like the, the the system he he had in San Antonio somebody said it perfectly last night during the game the system he he had in San Antonio allowed him to grow and become this guy that can play ISO now and ice you and dice you and shoot a mid range jumper in your mouth like I'm seeing a confidence in Kawhi that it, it, that I haven't seen in a while and he's I mean he, he looks great He looks great so all
2: right so uh, that's it for we're, we're gonna we gotta hit the last segment because we're hitting a hard deadline here uh, we gotta go out and shoot some videos so guys um, Stray, you got your, your all draws? Oh yeah,
0: we back with the all, all draws. All So um I'm gonna could I don't have a full team and I'm gonna just stop doing that too. I'm gonna do the points of the season. So probably yeah, yeah. I'm probably no one doing the mid season. So like we're talking about drawlers yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. So just we're draws. just talking about this 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 yeah. This episode's all draws. Can you remind the listeners what, what draws is so for? So when you shoot the rock Come on, and now. I just hit the net like <laughs> 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 you, you just you just you just give them draws. You shoot the rock, you know what's going in. Draws. Draws. Okay. So, th- these three guys shouldn't be surprising. First of all, Draws Award goes to my boy, Damian Lillard. It's Dame time, baby. 41 against is. Orlando on Wednesday. Hit 10 threes in the game. Dropped seven in the third. Mama, <laughs> Heating it up. There Can goes say, that man. Still, still one of the most under underappreciated guys in the league to me. Forever. Dame is him. ridiculous, man. He's really, to me, not really that much of a step off of, of Steph. Their no. game matches, I mean, very... Comparable in a lot of ways to James Harden, baby. From November twenty-first to November twenty-sixth, five days, he scored <laughs> five. He scored points. forty or more three times. Yeah, three times, it's including the fifty-four the other night. Not um shabby. And the fifty-four he had the other night um, Was gave it, him against the Wizards too, right? Yeah, in yeah. a loss. Okay, but whatever. Gave him five career 50-point 50 50 point and 10-assist games, which no one else in history has done more than three times. Congrats, the beer. You. And as much as, you know, my feelings for, for Kevin, Durant is still kind of, it's time for me to move on, but whatever. Durant <laughs> is losing his mind right now.
1: He's <laughs> like,
0: nuts. Nuts. <laughs> his nuts. last three games, 51 against Kawhi and them last night. So, that's just to say the caliber of the defense against them, too. Like, I'm just going to say it like that. 49 on Monday versus Orlando. Sheesh. And 44 on Sacramento. Dude is averaging 40.6 points a game in his last five. And guess who has him on his fantasy team? Your boy. Your boy. Finally, I'd have an honorable mention, and it is not a player. Landry Shannon. No. It is the Orlando Magic because they be getting draws put on them. (laughs) Next. (laughs) Greg.
3: What pissed you off this week? Or oh, these past two weeks? This is you have a lot built up. This is a really
2: abbreviated Greg gripes because of lack of time. Uh so I'm just yeah, gonna I'm say I'm like looking at my clock. Yeah, yeah. 10 so 10 because of lack of time, uh Philadelphia 76ers fans, let's
1: Chill. Relax on the Kendall Jenner that's shit. Exactly. That's what he's gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> We do not want to scare Ben Simmons stop. away. Everyone relax stop. with the Kendall Jenner Just stuff. Stop. She was in Brooklyn. We won. Stop. Shut up. It's I know we lost to Cleveland. It's Sorry. Mine. Sorry. That's now Seth and Greg's great. Yes, moving on. I'm done it. with that. Yeah, we're good. Go ahead. No, no. You didn't get angry, yeah, Greg. cut you off. off. i Finish. Finish. going.
0: I'm <laughs> finished, I'm pissed,
1: I meant
2: to talk about that, and you just, just triggered stop. me. Stop making stupid petitions that's to right. try and get your team to on. Like ban a celebrity from this team. If you want to push away No, ban her. Because of no, all this, bump no, that. Not ban ban her. her. Do not ban her. That is a <laughs> ban, ban the whole thing family. That is a stupid <laughs> thing to do. Stupid, stupid thing to do. It is fine.
1: People <laughs> are already concerned that Ben Simmons already loves L.A. If you ban his girlfriend to come into games, that's just going to push him away. Just... Invite her to no. Games. Let's I say tickets. ban. They never been banned free, from nothing. In they like she can come her whatever the hell she wants. I don't care. It her her. only lasts for a couple months, realistically, anyway. So <laughs> this segment has become everyone's <laughs> graves. No, I'm tired of her and her
0: family. But that's a, No, I'll do a whole set. She's
1: not as bad as the rest. Yeah, no, she cool. Uh, hey, she hey, cool. Hey.
0: No,
3: you right. You All right. You right. Let's move. Let's right. move to Louis, we got we got like 2 minutes. Come on. Let's see. Why we... is Dwight Howard still in the league? I will never oh, understand oh. that. My reaction is that? Story. The Wizards yeah, are the most bizarre franchise in history of mankind for giving that man Six- another shot.
1: Sixers are up there.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe. But Dwight Howard's story is absolutely nuts. Uh there's a lot of allegations against him right now. Uh if you want more just look on internet is we crazy. We're not I'm not just getting it. like but now, gluteal surgery. Yeah, now something. he has now. surgery on his butt. So why is he still in the league as he's never produced since leaving the Orlando Magic? Don't know. Uh he was awesome. Please Orlando. Dwight, please Dwight, do this for yourself. Do not just murder your legacy because just, I will tired. forever remember you as the Orlando Magic Center who just gave everyone what they wanted and the funny guy in Superman. So please leave it like that. Go home. You have enough money to live a good life.
0: Please do that. Yeah, I looked up his, spot,
1: his, uh, his career earnings today. He's at like $220 million. on, so but
0: he, he didn't play, he he play terrible last year in Charlotte. So have you guys and seen he, his tattoo recently? Horrible. I didn't,
1: I didn't see him in back. He is back so tatted. Weeks. It is wild. All right. Have you seen that?
0: Well, it is now time for us in, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning time. in to Lane Violation. Thanks again. for having me. Thank you for Seth for coming through again.
1: I week when Mark L. Fultz retires.
0: But thanks for tuning in. Keep listening. It's going to keep getting better, baby. Thank for listening, to Lane Violation. We might have crossed a lot today, and so we'll probably cross it next time. Take them out.